This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment rights. Welcome to two full hours of Gun Owners Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dermisi, and Michael Schwartz, will teach you about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your rights to keep and bear arms. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with questions to learn how to become a sponsor of Gun Owners Radio and get involved. Together, we will win. Now here's your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. Hey, the Supreme Court rules on a Second Amendment case, and it rules favorably for the Second Amendment. What happens and what does it mean? Well, we're going to find out on our California firearms lawyer, John Dillon. But in the meantime, have you gotten your tickets yet? Gun Owner Radio is hosting a movie screening of the plot against the president. Two of them, in fact. So on June 10th, there's going to be a screening in Orange County. And on June 11th, we'll have a screening here in San Diego. And after the movie, there will be a Q&A session. So get ready. You'll be able to chat with the director, Amanda Melis. Melius. Melius, that's right. And uh, Amanda Melius uh, will be there. And Cash Patel. Tickets are on sale right now. All you need to do is go to gunownersradio.com, get your tickets today, put it on your calendar, June 10th, Orange County, June 11th, San Diego. And tune in to this YouTube live stream we're doing today at youtube.com slash gunowners. And... Right now, we have a special guest we haven't talked to in a while. Yeah. Who is it? Attorney John Dillon. How are you, man? Hey, guys. How's it going? Stranger. How you been? <laughs> I've been good, you know. Uh, new kid in the house. and uh, Congratulations. Uh, working on gun case. <laughs> how's it? How's, uh, what'd you get? Little boy or little girl? Boy. Hunter. Don't you already have a boy? Yeah, I got two others, so I'm starting in my own army. <laughs> <laughs> I bet your wife is thrilled with no, you. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, she's a little outnumbered these days. Just a tad. But you know what? They're going to be mama's boys anyway, so you haven't got a prayer. Or she doesn't have a prayer. There you go. All so, right, so let's talk yeah, about – Yeah, let's get to work. Coniglia yeah. versus Strom. That's the uh, the uh, Second Amendment case. Really more of a Fourth Amendment case, uh, or maybe it's a Fourth yeah. and a Second Amendment case. Uh, Supreme Court ruled unanimously in favor of gun owners. Uh, tell us a little bit about the case and and uh, what's the, what's it going to do for us? Yeah, so Michael, you you nailed it. Um, although this had to do with the confiscation of guns and you know, firearms, uh, and there were Second Amendment claims made, especially at the lower court level, mm-hmm. uh, the the decision that came out of the Supreme Court on the seventeenth, just a few days ago, was a a Fourth Amendment case, but. Uh, even if you're a diehard Second Amendment guy, you should really, really love the Fourth Amendment. Uh, it, it's uh, one of the real important ones there. And just to remind everyone, the Fourth Amendment uh, protects you uh, as a, a citizen of this country from being subject to warrantless searches of your home and property, and also the seizure of your property without warrant and probable cause. Um, so what happened here, just to give you the, the facts of the case, is this guy, Edward uh, Coniglia, 
he was having an argument with his wife, and uh, during this argument, he took out an unloaded gun and put it on the table and said, well, why don't you just shoot me and put me out of my misery? And, you know, gun wasn't actually loaded, and his wife apparently didn't really think it was a true threat to, you know, kill himself or anything like that. But she ended up leaving and then wanted uh, the police to check on her husband later on uh, that night. And so she called for a welfare check. Police came over to the house with and they talked to Mr. Kuglia, and they basically said, well, why don't you come down to the hospital? We'll do an evaluation on you, make sure you're okay. That he would agree to go with them as long as then, you know, take his firearms and confiscate his firearms. So they take him to the hospital, and then the police come back and uh, search the house and take his firearms anyway. And, and so he sued saying, hey, wait a minute, you guys didn't have a warrant. I didn't give you permission. Yeah, you can't come into my house. You can't take my stuff. And the law enforcement and the state, they argued that, well, we were just abiding by the community caretaker exception to the warrant requirement. And, and what that is, is, you know, with the Fourth Amendment, you know, uh, 100 years later type thing with all the court cases I've gone through, there are certain exceptions to, uh, you know, the Fourth Amendment and where police can actually search and seize property without a warrant exceptions uh, to that law, but one of them has been labeled the community caretaking exception. And it came from a, uh, called Caddy v. Dombrowski, which basically involved an impounded car and and, uh, a police officer searched the trunk of the car and and found a firearm. Now it was argued in that case that, oh no, the search that he was doing was just a community caretaking search. It wasn't to, you know, pursue any criminal action or try to get any criminal charges placed on them. They're just making an inventory type thing of all the stuff uh, in the car. Now courts have are battled over this of whether this community caretaking exemption applies to the home as well. And with this case, the Supreme court came back with a unanimous decision, which is uh, a pretty cool thing to see these days, especially with, you know, the political climate that, uh, We've all witnessed the last few years. Uh, you had both the quote liberal judges and uh, conservative judges agreeing for the most part, uh, and they said that this so-called community caretaking exception um, to the Fourth Amendment does not apply to the home. Yeah, I think uh, and, I think Thomas said he said something along the lines of that clearly the Fourth Amendment was intended for, to where to, to allow people to retreat into their home. Uh, to protect their their personal effects or, or something along those lines, right? Oh yeah, and, and he said that the, the lower court's decision to uh, allow this community caretaking exemption to the home went beyond anything this court, meaning the Supreme Court, has recognized. Uh, what is in, and it's gone beyond anything the court has recognized as you know reasonable, and also that what is reasonable for a vehicle is very different from what is reasonable for a home. So you can't just apply, uh, you know, broadly these exceptions to get into a vehicle to the home. Your home is your castle. And so that is the height of protection when it comes to the Fourth Amendment is your home. And and this is something going back to the founding era, why we had a revolution. You know, back when we were under, you know, rule of England, you know, the uh, military and police and the officers of England could just enter your home without any 
warrant without any affidavit in front of a judge. They should go in and search your stuff and take your stuff. Uh, and we thought that was a big problem. That so, was a big problem. Uh, so do you think that this case would have been decided the same way had they confiscated something other than a firearm? Or do you think the fact I that it, it was a firearm, it, it was, was is that crucial to the case? Uh, you know, it's honestly not, I would say. Uh, this, uh, you know, although it involved a firearm, this was a Fourth Amendment case. Um, and I say that because... Although Second Amendment claims were made at the lower court levels, the, the, the questions of law that were appealed and eventually made it up to the Supreme Court were a purely Fourth Amendment um, question of law. So, um, yeah, if this was drugs or something else, it, it still, uh, it still applies. It would have been decided now, the same way. Now, here's a big question, and I know they direct, Alito actually directly talked about this in his decision, but what you, John Dillon, attorney extraordinaire, what do you think, uh, what, what's the impact going to be on gun violence restraining orders as a result of this case or, uh, you know, the next case down the line? Do you think this is the first kind of the first chip in the in the in the armor there for uh, gun violence restraining orders or what are your thoughts? Yeah, so uh, definitely when this case, you know, was granted certiorari, you know, all the Second Amendment gun violence restraining order attorneys like me, our ears perked up uh, because, this is, uh, there's a lot of crossover when it comes to training order search and uh, the search that was kind of done here. Um, now, like you said, Justice Alito did say that this opinion does not address red flag laws, which would be a gun violence restraining order in California. Um, but uh, Alito also noted that those could be challenged under the Fourth Amendment. And that's something that the Supreme Court could review in the future. He was almost so, inviting them to. He was almost daring them, saying, hey, let's do this thing. Or didn't, Wasn't that the impression you got? Yeah, and there's two ways to see that. You can see it as more of a pessimist decision's great, but they're literally saying, oh, no, we can still do red flag laws, and no one's challenged that, and we're not hurting red flag laws you know, issuing this decision. Or you can see it the other way, like, hey, you know, they're saying maybe we need to start challenging these uh, red flag laws and gun violence training orders under the Second Amendment and get it up in front of the Supreme Court for review. Wow. Um, awesome. So right. there's a lot there. The concurring opinions did uh, address other issues that are on the outskirts there, but it was a good one, That definitely. It's about time you called in on something good. <laughs> all right buddy hey it's well, i all, hope to be doing it more I, I hope so well it's always good talking to you folks john Dillon is your man if you're a gun owner and you need any help whatsoever check this guy out take care buddy say hi to the family have a good one guys all right we're gonna take a quick break you're listening to gun owners radio fm 961 am 1170 the answer folks hey welcome back to gun owners radio fm 961 am 1170 the answer hey in this segment we're talking to david chong about gun safes you know i really want to learn how to break into safes yeah don't bother it's not all it's cracked up to be yeah oh my gosh the money we pay for this show hey this segment is sponsored by john dylan and the dylan law group hope you enjoyed that last interview and if you have legal matters that involve firearms, then you need to call attorney John Dillon. 
If you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you need to know that your guns are California compliant, you can call our trusted firearms attorney, John Dillon. He specializes in California gun laws. 760-642-7150. Or you can go to his website at dillonlawgp.com. And we are very proud to have David Chong in the house, owner-operator, A.O. Sword, right there in lovely El Cajon. How you doing, bud? Good, good. Thank you for having me. It's fun to actually be in the studio. Finally. <laughs> even dressed up, folks. Take a look on YouTube. We'll make him put his 10-gallon hat on before he leaves. <laughs> yeah. So we've had more questions about safes off air than we were on air. So I think the first good question would be, let's do get it from Melissa. You had a question about a safe. Um, yes, I am looking for a big safe, um, but what I always worry about is the weight of the safe on the first floor buckling my hardwood floors. Great mm. question. Yeah, uh, so the, the first part of your question expresses, you know, exemplifies your wisdom there because you're, you're looking for a big safe. Everybody <laughs> thinks, oh, I just need this little thing, and, and then as, as soon as you actually take up the sport or the discipline of, of the shooting sports, um, you find yourself with a lot more guns than you right. expected Your collection to starts to grow, so you need to make room. Right. So get two sizes bigger than you think you might quote-unquote need, and then uh, now you're into a bigger safe, and, of course, that's going to weigh more. We have safes that are upwards of 2,000 pounds right. on, on the big side. The The more weight you have, well, that, that comes from the quality uh, steel and, uh, and more fire protection. Uh, you can... Go with something modest, which is going to afford you less protection, but especially on second stories, which generally we don't recommend, and I'll talk about that later, uh, or hardwood floors, uh, we do worry about that. I have a 2,000-pound safe on a firebrand floor, very expensive, and the way that we handle that for our customers is, first of all, in getting the safe in there, we do uh, lined uh, covers over the hardwood and then plywood on top of that. And so we're rolling the safe on dollies over plywood uh, that's that's separated from the hardwood. Then where we're going to install it, we actually put a specialized rubber mat down that distributes the, the load and prevents it from imprinting on your beautiful floor. Uh, that That's done a great job for us. We've gone into some very high-dollar homes with really nice floors and uh, never had a problem. Is that usually, I mean, I know when you sell a safe to someone, you go out to their home, actually look at the area, where's it going to go, and then that's usually included in the price of the safe, the delivery and setup? So we we offer uh, as is where is for people who want to develop their own solution. Some people on the smaller safes especially, it's a 400-pound safety container, uh, they call it residential safety container, then two or three people can lift that with, with good dolly and materials and a low pickup truck. But as you get past a 1,000 pounds, that's really not something that an uh, amateur can handle. See, it would seem to me that if I'm coming to you by a safe, I don't care if it's 400 pounds or 4,000 pounds, you're the expert. Because the minute I hit a door casing with it coming through the door. You've lost your savings. A lot. No, I've got my you-know-what in the sling because somebody's going to say, what the heck? So you have a better warranty than I got, and you have better installation school skills because you have all the tools. Yeah. So we are insured. Uh, uh, 
licensed and to do delivery. Right. Uh, but the, the key there is training. We've never had to use our insurance because we, we are slow, methodical, and we have uh, tens of thousands of dollars, quite frankly, in safe delivery materials, including a awesome uh, hydraulic trailer that actually drops the entire safe down to uh, road level. Mm-hmm. We just roll it off on a dolly, and, and then when we're loading it, it hydraulically lifts up wow. into travel position. Pretty cool stuff. Can never have the right tool. So is there a what's the maximum generally for a second floor? If you're going to put your safe in a second floor, is there a maximum, or how, how do you determine that? So uh, it, it, it all depends on construction, and uh, uh, we play way, since we're not construction engineers, we play way safe, uh, but your, your design uh, drawings will actually tell you what your maximum PSI loads are. Mm-hmm. We go by code generally, and for condos and apartments, it's generally pretty light. So I bet you work really hard to talk them into not putting it up on the second floor. Well, let me explain why. It's it's uh, it's actually not that hard for us with our equipment to, to get a smaller safe up to the, you know, like a, a 18 gun or so, 20 gun maybe. Uh, and that all depends on the, really the, the restriction is the width of the stairway. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're happy to do it. And we get paid for it. So, sure. So uh, the problem is fires burn hot and they burn hot higher. That's just the nature of flame. It, you all know heat rises. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a fire that might be burning at 1,200 degrees on your first floor might be 1,700 on your second floor. Furthermore, once the beams and rafters fail, your your gun collection is not only taking uh, heat damage, it's also taking a two-story fall. Mm-hmm. So that's... That's no good. A safe, we don't think of it as a purchase. You think of it as an investment. Mm. If you put, you get a smaller uh, 24-gun safe. It's on the small side of what we sell. You can stuff 40 firearms in there. How much does each firearm cost? Yeah, at least. 500, 1,000. Just to make a round figure. Yeah. So you got $40,000 worth of guns in there and... Uh, you're you're quibbling about whether to spend one thousand or two thousand. It's it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. That's so, why they buy it from you, so you educate <laughs> them. So the I'll, let's talk about the, the fireproofing because I've looked into it in the past. It's kind of confusing, and each company does it a little bit different. And I'm not quite clear on what exactly. You know, talk to us about fireproofing. Is it truly fireproof? And it's, what do you look for? And I mean, I, I guess here's my question: if if my house burns down. Um, is there really a fire rating out there that will truly protect my firearm? You know, my, my you know, wood furniture, 30-06, is it really going to survive a fire? Is there a way to determine that? No, is the answer. No, it's not going to survive a fire? So there's not a way to determine that. Oh, so okay. here is here is the, uh, the best question you asked in there, uh, in that set of good questions, is, is there really such a thing as fireproofing? And the answer is no. It's all fire rating. We're talking about fire resistance, and you're absolutely right. All of the companies rate it in uh, apples and oranges ways, and so it's very difficult. For example, Canon rates their safes on a 30, 45, 60-minute scale based on a 1,200-degree fire. That's the minimum, uh, uh, and it isn't even, it's in, I think, the EFI ratings, and it's not even listed at all in UL. Uh, meanwhile, Champion Safe, they're burning these things at 1750 to 1800 degrees. Wow. And giving them the same ratings in terms of time uh, 30, 45, 60, 90. Uh, 
So that's you got to look carefully at that, and some of them won't publish. Uh, we carry a, we have carried in the past uh, half a dozen, al- almost ten different lines of safe, and as as things have evolved. Uh, manufacturers are continually changing their lines. They start outsourcing formerly U.S.-made stuff to Mexico or then to China. Uh, uh, we, so we've been very selective about trying to only maintain the the best value for the money or the the best performance, hands down, no matter what the cost. Uh, that's kind of where we we focus our our uh, our inventory. If we uh, try to go for just the cheapest, really. Uh, we find we can't c- compete in that space because people will just buy a, a, a non-fireproof safe at at 1,200 degrees from Costco. Costco. Yeah, for 500, 600 right. bucks. Those, those are really not safes. They're residential safety containers. Mm-hmm. 12, 14, So does the price of the safe make it more protective? Not necessarily. Right. Uh, it, you really have to shop across brands to get value for dollar. Uh, we, we find that hands down... Champion is the best value for dollar. They don't build. They, their their slogan is they don't build to a price point. They build build up to a performance point. Right. Um, is that an American made safe? One hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Do you uh, find very few of those? Do you find that the what? I'm sure there's only a few, but the few that do are, are built. Because I know you've looked at them um, sideways and upside down. Are far superior to say the foreign. They are, it, and it's not just in terms of. Uh, Absolute steel thickness, which they are the thickest, but uh, also the, the gauge, excuse me, the quality of that steel. As we all know, there's many, many different tempers and mm-hmm. uh, uh, qualities, types of steel. And uh, these have lower oxidation. They have, uh, they're more homogenized, uh, meaning they're, they're uh, more, th- more similar across their entire uh, uh, face. Uh, and they're much more resistant to tampering the uh, the interior linings with the gypsum are uh, much more complete. I've, I've been in and out of thousands of safes, and you'll find in in the cheap ones the the interior uh, fire protection doesn't actually cover everything, and in spots it, there's uh, thin sheet steel. Because mm-hmm. so you like haven't bought a safe yet, have you? I, I have a really horrible <laughs> locker. <laughs> is really what it is that I've had for years, and you need to pull the trigger. I you know. take trade-ins, sure. Trade-ins. There you go. He would he would pay me to get it out of his shop if I brought it in. He would give me ten dollars and say, uh-huh. "Get that out of my shop." David, it's always a joy talking to you. You're a plethora of He's staying for the. Oh, good. Yeah, right. don't get rid of him yet. Not me. We got more questions. That's right. Joe has to ask about his thumb. It's <laughs> right here on Gun Owners Radio FM ninety six one. AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961. AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Hey, Blackhound Optics. They're accurate, affordable, guaranteed. Sporting optics that go the distance. Backed by customer service that goes that extra mile. And they're great guys, great products, and a great company that is making optics affordable. On top of quality optics, they pay close attention to the customer experience. And did you know their scopes come with mounts? So you don't have to worry about finding one that fits your gun. And we are extremely excited to have them on as an official partner of the show. Ask for them at your local gun store or find them online at Blackhound Optics. 
Chong.com. All right, we're going to continue chatting with David Chong, uh, owner-operator of AO Sword, one of the finest gun stores in San Diego. And if you don't believe it, take a run over there and chat with him, and you will be impressed. Uh, you just sort of recently took on a massive line of, of safes, and that's kind of what we're talking about today. How much homework did you have to do before you decided what you were going to carry and what you weren't? That was almost a full-time job, again, because of what we were talking about, that there's no universal language that these safe companies speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, Made in America is very important to me, and there's just so few companies that are doing that anymore. Uh, these are 100% made in America with American steel, not imported steel. Wow. So good stuff. Um, what kind of guarantees to come with a, with a safe? I mean, well, I don't know what's going to go they, wrong with it. but So uh, Champion is the only company where uh, – they will, it, it is an optional fee, but for I think $100, $150, when you buy the safe, you can get a lifetime warranty on the lock. And I, I guarantee you, the, everybody loves the boop, 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 you know, dial in uh, lock because it's convenient. Yeah. It's also guaranteed to fail. It, 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 there's not a good enough one that you can buy to where those locks so will So they still use the old spin dial? That's, that is what I recommend. That is the best way, and yeah. they do have that option, but... Uh, many people choose the electronic lock option, yeah, but this, but the company will warrant for the life of the safe, which is uh, uh, John Dillon would tell you, lifetime warranty really means a hundred years. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, they'll warrant lifetime warranty on that lock failing. Now, here's the important thing: not just the replacement of the lock, but uh, which Canon, for example, will only do they'll, they'll pay for a new lock. But you're stuck with the uh, uh, locksmith's bill for coming in, drilling into your safe, uh, uh, and and that's a two three hundred dollar bill, uh, and and it can hurt the safe. Hmm. So so they'll they'll warrant the whole thing, no cost to you, no deductible for the life of the safe. Also, most companies will, uh, if you have a fire, they'll replace the safe. Um, most of the good companies, the other gotcha. ones aren't aren't worth looking at. But uh, Champion, not only will they replace the safe but they'll also dispose of your old one and they'll help you with the uh, warranty claims of anything you lose inside but i i urge you to, and i don't, now i don't mean to make this a, a champion safe commercial but <laughs> go go online and look at the champion safe footage from the santa rosa fire devastating fire I don't, you probably saw it on the uh, news yeah. entire neighborhoods just Leveled. flattened to ash like nothing not not there's no framework mm-hmm. left there's nothing Champion safes went through that fire, and the guns inside were salvageable. Wow. So there's your answer. There you go, yeah. Get rid of that tin can you got. <laughs> what, so what's Joe's question? I, I want to I hear the answer to Joe's question. It was a good one. Now they decided so. not to say it. Oh, were they, were I thought he said it was a bad – well, it's not a bad question. It's a bad answer. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was asking if – because I have I a safe now. I didn't get the memo on that one. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. It's out there now, yeah. so we'll go with it. But – um. Yeah, I have a safe now, and uh, again, it doesn't hold everything they say it's going to hold. And just because you put 12 notches up there doesn't mean it holds 12 long guns. But um, anyway, I'm filling up my safe, and it's time to buy a new safe, so a second safe. And I was asking David if uh, if uh, I can get the new safe dialed in so it's the same combination as the old safe, so I don't have to memorize two combinations. That was no. my question. No. And the answer is mostly no. Uh, uh, Modern safes use uh, uh, a competitive price point uh, lock, which is is not uh, re- resettable. 
you can buy much more expensive locks, but then they might not be com uh, compatible with the safe, but they are, uh, they can be uh, adjusted. Now, what I can say, though, is if you're running out of space, but it's still within the realms of, of reason, um, we sell a pretty cool safe accessory package. It's uh, Velcro-tipped uh, sticks that uh, stick to the bottom of your bottom um, shelf, and the, the sticks go down, the plastic rods, they go down the barrels of your long guns, and you can put twice as many long guns in the safe, not touching each other at all, um, by getting rid of the, uh, the little notches. Well, that's cool. Okay, and that, that could be a temporary solution uh, for now anyway. Cause, um, you're saying you're going to buy more? Yeah, I was going to well, say, well, we made the mistake yeah, of wanna... making him the product. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, He does all our products. and every t Or either that or whenever he goes to the range, somebody's always got something he wants. Well, no, I can I mean, that, I, I don't want to lose my excuse to buy a new save. I mean, you know, <laughs> this but, definitely won't work for you. But I could, <laughs> but I could delay it. But my, my neighbor had given me the same advice when I bought this safe that David just gave me. And, and both of them were late. But they both said, buy something a lot bigger than you think you need. Because yeah. you're going to fill it right up. Which sure enough. It only took a couple of years, so I'm full. Now, do you, do you, now I noticed you put a lot of them in the garage. Because I think you we did, did one for Lance Belkey. You put it in his garage, not in the house. Yeah, so uh, a lot of people, that's just where they want to the safe they don't want a safe inside their house one again going back to the champions one beautiful thing about a champion and you'll appreciate this as a car guy yeah. it's three-stage paint and it's it beautiful is, it's i've seen them gorgeous yeah. it's a piece of furniture i call them heirloom safes these yeah. are things that you would pass down generation to generation yeah. it's uh it, it looks like it's dripping wet uh showroom paint right. it's beautiful yeah. can you customize it and get different colors and different stripings and what have you uh you can order them custom we we carry a uh pretty good a, selection yeah a, a painful selection meaning <laughs> there's a lot invested <laughs> there but yeah everything from black to ivory uh golden two tones uh smoked colors gun metal uh all uh, there's a uh, a beautiful um uh cherry black cherry color i've seen that yeah. one i like that one a lot really nice so what's what's something that people don't really think about what are some uh, what's something that people don't really think about when they're going to buy a safe i mean fire protection what's a good question what, they should ask or, or what's what's something that you know uh something about a safe that that most people uh you know should be asking but but aren't sure uh i'll rephrase that as one thing that most people should be doing but don't is securing the safe by bolting it to the floor even though uh, it weighs two thousand pounds, it, well, on those big ones, they're they're a deterrent all to their own. <laughs> yeah, no to, and you you feel the quality when you have these big safes. Yeah, two guys uh, pulling sideways on the top of it from uh, pushing their with their legs against the wall are not going to topple that safe. But a thousand pound safe, two determined guys can or, Get or off with it, strong yeah. gals, yeah, can can topple it. And there is the least amount of armor and protection is on that bottom there. And so that's where people who are very skilled professionals will come and break in on your safe. Mm. Now, at that point, you are hoping that, because truly, I should backpedal here, there's no such thing as a burglar-proof safe. Fort Knox at some level is I was gonna say, break into anything, a bull. Anything right. is not burglar-proof. So the idea is to slow them down as long as possible to get them caught. What do you recommend, Bolton? How do you recommend securing it? Uh, you depends on what you've got. And then the... the I don't want to get too complicated here, but also you need to make sure that you don't have a pretension slab and that you, as soon as you 
drill into your uh, concrete slab, residential slab, you're uh, uh, releasing the pretensioned rebar and blowing up your house. That's a very bad thing. Yeah. So engineering's involved, but uh, redheads and and uh, mm-hmm. concrete bolt anchors. Gotcha. Yeah. No blondes. No blondes. <laughs> Only redheads. <laughs> Just redheads. So I have I have um, an observation that when I was looking for safes, one of the big things that I noticed is that I was always looking at how long is this going to last in a fire. Those yeah. ratings and the numbers, like 30 minutes, 45 minutes, 60 minutes, 90 minutes, the price goes up. Tremendously. Yeah. Right. Because you need you need more steel, more space, and uh, more fire-resistant material. Yeah. And, and then, truly, the you can't build a cheap safe with good fire resistance. And, right. And then, again, on what scale are we talking about? Are we talking about a 1,200-degree fire, which no house fire burns unless it wasn't a big deal anyway? Or a seventeen hundred degree fire, which is uh, what you want to look at, and you're going to see the high end line from American Security in that range, and the Champions. That's that's it. So when it comes to security, what what are some things people? How do I know how secure my safe is? What are some of the features, or what am I looking for? Uh, for sure, you want uh, four way locking bolts. That that only comes with the uh, highest end safes. Four way meaning there are actually four posts. On the four two sets, the, four sets of posts. Yeah. So when when you throw the handle on that uh, uh, door, you're seeing sets of, of uh, locking bars coming up the top, bottom, the inside oh. and outside of that door. Because I've seen some safes where some of those posts are ornamental, which is not good. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good at all. So four sets would be uh, uh, eight. And so two on the bottom, two on the top, and then four on each side. Right? Is that the yeah, idea? Four, four, and four. It, it it varies. Oh, four, four, it depends on okay. it depends on the size of the safe, but but the gist of it is whatever the number of is per side, they're going out that direction and they're they're real solid steel. All right, all right. What else am I looking for when uh um, when it comes to I, security? Ideally, a double stepped door, which uh, only the high line of the American Security and the uh, Champions have. That's uh, the door goes in, then steps, and then goes in and steps again, so you can't. You cannot get a uh, pry bar a, in through there. Interesting. Yep. Um, you want a, a drill guard, which, uh, again, you're only going to find on higher-end safes, and that's so that someone with... Nowadays, you can tear a car apart with... with uh, You can tear a 1960s car with, with frame steel sure. apart with just battery-operated hand tools. Right. So that's those are the same tools that your thieves can bring in to your home to break into your safe. Um you have to have something that's going to resist that kind of attack, and uh, a diamond-encoded uh, anti-drill guard is going to protect you from that. Can you add an alarm? You to can. The safe. Sure. Yeah. Tamper alarms. Absolutely. You uh, the once again. So American Security doesn't have this, but the Champions do. They have a motion detection circuit. So if it detects motion in the safe, uh, you can hook that to an alarm. Wow. You know, that's cool. That's a cool yeah. feature. That's I've also cool. heard. I don't know if this is. Uh, tell me if this is if this passes the the sniff test. Uh, but someone told me uh, that, uh, or I've always heard that that you should put a uh, a smoke detector above your safe. Have you ever heard that? Uh, be- I haven't, for, but it makes perfect sense. Because someone drilling it would would produce smoke. That w- absolutely would. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that I know something. That's good. Very good. You gotta sell you a safe. Yeah. Right. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick... By the way, David, that was excellent, as usual. We know 
We love having you and John Dillon are our two favorite. I got to tell you, you guys are a plethora of knowledge right here on Gun Owners Radio. Oh, next. Oh, Karen Wood with Not Me RC. There you go. Not Me RC. What's RC? Uh, Riverside County. Oh, we have a Not Me up there too? We're, that's what we're going to talk to Karen about. I can't wait. Right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The Answer. folks welcome back to gun owners radio fm 96.1 am 1170 the answer we're really proud of our not me sd program here in san diego where we're helping women purchase train and learn how to defend themselves it's been so successful here we've expanded it to riverside so we're going to talk with karen wood the executive director of riverside county gun owners all about it all right hey and you know some people enjoy taking the time to clean their guns after going to the range well, then there's people that just want to clean their guns and get on with life. Well, if you're in the second group, Seal One is for you. Seal One CLP Plus is an all-in-one solution that cleans, lubricates, protects your guns. It's also natural, non-toxic, environmentally friendly. Pick some up at Gunfighter Tactical over on Miramar Road or ask for it by name at your local shop. Clean your guns faster, better at Seal One. Use the code GOR25. For a 25% discount off your first order on their website at seal1.net. So, Michael, who have you got for your guest? Our guest is the very awesome Karen Wood. She's the executive director for Riverside County Gun Owners. How are you, Karen? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. I'm Thanks. doing well. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for being with us today. So no, thanks for thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about Riverside County Gun Owners first. Awesome. Well, um, thanks for that great introduction, by the way. Um, so Riverside County Gun Owners is, um, we're, we're doing fantastic up here. Um, you know, despite, uh, the, despite the last year, we've, we've grown exponentially. And I'm really excited about the direction that we're headed in. Uh, we're going to be starting our in-person meetings back uh, this week. So really, really excited about that. Yep. I'll be there Thursday night. Thursday night at the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range at 530. Um, So we're really excited. We're welcoming a couple um, special guests this time around. And uh, I think I think the folks are going to be excited to to hear from them. So who's the special uh, guest? So we've got Steve Sanchez, uh, La Quinta City Council member. Uh, We endorsed him last year. And then we also have Chuck Condor who is the city council member for Riverside, the city of Riverside, Ward 4. Um, and he's going to be talking about his re-election campaign. Um, and we're, yeah, like I said, we're just, we're really excited to, to have him on and, and hear from him and from both of them, really. Excellent. So Riverside County yeah. gun owners, just like San Diego County gun owners, but up in Riverside, Second Amendment, local, political. Um, and you guys are, uh, um, t- what, two years old now? We're going to be celebrating two years in July. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, again, I'm really, really excited about that. And, and, um, yeah, and, and everything you said, just like San Diego, except we're, we're up here in, in Riverside County. There you go. Okay. So talk about Not Me RC. Okay. So Not Me RC, it's, again, it's very similar to Not Me SD in that this program, uh, uh, created 
For Women by Women is an extension of Riverside County gun owners. And we launched Not Me RC on April 1st in honor of Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And it was well received. We launched it on Zoom and, and we had, um, you know, quite, quite a bit of, of ladies show up. We welcomed a special guest, uh, Opal. Uh, Singleton, and she came and talked a little bit about human trafficking and, you know, kind of the dangers and, and just raising awareness on, on violence against women. Um, so just, you know, it aligned obviously with the purpose of this movement in, in particular. Um, we've had about 24 applicants um, submit um, since our, our launch and we have about six ambassadors right now. So I'm excited at the direction that it's. You're excited again, at the very- direction it's going. Awesome. So, so you, it was very important to you to launch, uh, not me RC, you know, it was, it was running fairly well here in San Diego and we were having a lot of success and, uh, and you took that bull by the horns and said, you know what? I want that program. I want the program in Riverside uh, that, you know, is women helping women to get, get their training, get their, get their uh, firearm, get their uh, CCW. I want that program here in Riverside, even though you, you have, I mean, your plate is overflowing. You have a ton going on. Uh, you're doing such a good job building Riverside County gun owners. You're helping to run San Bernardino County gun owners, but you said, Hey, you know what? This is important. I want it to happen. Tell, tell us why was that an important decision for you? You know, it, Thank you for, for bringing that up, Michael. It absolutely was, was very much um, a priority for me to launch this program here in this county. One, because I saw the success uh, that you guys down there in San Diego have had with it. But two, because I saw an absolute need for it. You know, when, when we would talk to people at the gun shows, at our tabletops, and even just through our CCW seminars, you know, I'd get approached by ladies um, wondering, you know, um, is there something for women only or, um, you know, in talking with, you know, the, the, the gentlemen who approach us and, and are, or are part of our membership, you know, it's, it's a nice sort of extension um, to, to, you know, the women, the, the ladies uh, within the county who are looking for a resource, you know, um, and I love the fact that this program it takes away the intimidation factor um, for for women, and and so we want them to have a, a resource where they can come and act safe and feel empowered, um, you know, with with the knowledge and you know that we give them choices. I mean, you know, it's not an end all be, all, um, you know, answer everything, but. Uh, you know, we want to focus on the fact that that this is our area of expertise, right? We want to we want to support them and make sure that that they know they've got. Wendy talks about that a lot. Wendy actually uh, designed the program, created the program, and she talks about how intimidating it can be and sometimes confusing uh, when women go into a gun shop. Um, you know, it, it's it's still uh, a, a you know a, a male dominated industry. Um, and, uh, she talks about how, you know, Hey, how many times is, you know, when, when she was, was, when she was getting into firearms, how many times would she go into a gun shop and they'd kind of, you know, say, Hey, why don't you get the pink gun? And, uh, how frustrating that was and or how bring your husband in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so that's, that's something that, that I've, uh, I hear a lot from, 
the women in, in, in all the not me programs that, that, Hey, it's, it's just nice to have somebody there, someone by your side to, to answer questions and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, really bring you into the, the world of firearms, um, you know, w- with kind of a little bit more of an understanding of the, of, of where you're at. So tell everybody, so if somebody, if, if you're a woman out there in Riverside County or San Diego, but if you're a woman out there in Riverside County, um, and you're interested in this program, what do you do? And then what happens after that? So what you want to do is visit our website, RiversideCountyGunOwners.com are under the resources tab. If you click on the resources tab at the top, you'll see the option to, uh, to, to click on the Not Me program. And that's where you would go to fill out the application. Somebody will be in contact with you, an ambassador, uh, within 24 to 48 hours. Uh, you will get a response. Um, so I encourage anybody out there in Riverside County uh, if you're looking for some information uh, about the program, please uh, please reach out. Send us an email. Go online. Visit RiversideCountyGunOwners.com and find us there. And if you're if you're a woman uh, who who responds, they're they're going to pair you up with another woman who's been trained. Um, we call mm-hmm. them all ambassadors, and that ambassador is yeah. going to help you with whatever you need. Um, they're going to help you. Find a firearm if you need to buy your first firearm, or if you need to buy a, a firearm that's more appropriate for whatever your uh, whatever your needs are when it comes to self defense. They're going to find you training, and they're going to help you get your CCW. Any any of those three, um, or all of those three, depending on what your goals are. And the beautiful wow. thing about the program is how much does it going to how much is it going to cost, Karen? This is free. To them. So this is a service that we provide. Um, again, uh, our, our ambassadors are volunteer ambassadors. And we just, again, we just want to provide this help um, and assistance. And, and again, just sending a message to, to the women out there, sending a positive message that we're here to help empower them. And if you're out there listening and you think to yourself, geez, I don't know if I can afford a gun. I don't know if I can afford training. Uh, this all sounds very expensive, but I, sh- I sure want to be able to defend myself. Um, apply. Uh, we're going to work with you. We want to make sure that your self-defense uh, is not uh, dependent on your on your checkbook. So if, if uh, you're worried about cost, we're going to get you discounts. We might even be able to get you grants in order to get the training, get the firearm, and get the CCW that you need. And one of the big bonuses, too, is you've now become part of a family and the friendship that comes out of not me SD or not me RC is is, is amazing. It it really, um, I, you know, you you connect with with um, you know with other ladies uh, in in your community who you might not have the opportunity to get to know otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you build that that um, that relationship, establish that trust. Um, that camaraderie. Um, and I know that, you know, especially there's been a lot of success stories down there in San Diego. And um, I, I, I believe that, that, you know, the same is going to happen. We'll be able to, you know, to, to share the same success stories out of, out of Riverside County. So instead of crocheting, you're taking out targets. <laughs> instead of crocheting. Yeah. I like that. I thought you did. Do, do you crochet Karen? Sure. She does. I'll tell you what Karen does. 
she shoots better than just about anybody in this room. That's what Karen does. She's amazing. But can she out crochet you? <laughs> well, I don't know. Right? Melissa's there too. So I don't. You know, we both shoot and we both crochet. See? See? I told you. All right. Hey, it's great having you on. Keep up the good work. We'll check in with you later down the road. Thank you so much, guys. Take care. All right. All right. Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Owners Radio with your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor of the show. Time to get involved and get active. Together, we will win. Now here's Dave, Joe, and Michael on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961. AM 1170. The answer. All right, some, yeah, I was going to say, go ahead. <laughs> we're going to do some YouTube shout outs Remember, here. you got to put your finger up. Okay, okay. I'll put my finger up. up Not that finger, Melissa. <laughs> White Hunter, Rick Cohen, Ghost Hammer, and Bob Maycomer. Thank you so much for tuning in live. Absolutely. Hey, self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and there is no guarantee that the justice system will be on your side. Gun owners should have the coverage for the legal battle after your self-defense battle. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with a comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does our coverage. And guess what? Gun owner radio listeners, you can get a free T-shirt when you join. Just use promo code GUNOWNERSRADIO at uslawshield.com. And if you happen to be watching our smiley faces on YouTube, do me a favor. Hit that like button and subscribe button as well. And tell all your friends. Now we got Joe Germisi. The blog topic today will be from boo to boom, the evil ghost guns. I had to do that for you. That's good. That was a very good intro. I like I that. I thought you'd like that. <laughs> so, yeah, this is actually um, an idea that Michael threw out. Uh, during the week, say, hey, why don't you write about this stuff? So I thought, yeah, that sounds like a good thing to write about. So ghost guns are in the news a lot nowadays. Uh, recently, the the Democrats and the left want to ban them. Uh, you know, the media just uh, goes into a spell of the vapors when they hear about ghost guns and get all carried away with it. Criminals apparently can't do without ghost guns. <laughs> so uh, you see them a lot in the news, and uh, I thought it's a good time to talk about it. I think Michael had a great idea. So uh, we decided to talk about it a little bit. So, um, what, you know, the first thing is, I guess, what is a ghost gun? And essentially what a ghost gun is, is, um, it's just a homemade gun that hobbyists build at home. I mean, that's really all it With is. No serial number. But, well, yeah, and that's true. But, uh, again, you can't, you can't ban something that people aren't afraid of, you know, and doesn't have a sinister name. So if you just say guns that hobbyists build at home, uh, just doesn't sound impressive. But if you call it a ghost gun. So now you got mm. now you got fear now you got danger you could build up the ignorance. Is and, that like assault weapon? 
exactly like assault weapons. Just and that's exactly the strategy that, that those people use. And you can see, I mean, all the last year, I mean, how much, you know, what, look what got accomplished through fear mm, with all this oh. COVID stuff. Uh, and it was just, the, it's the same exact thing. And, uh, you know, if you break it down, it's really, that's really all they are. And the fact that, that, um, you know, criminals might use them cause they're not traceable. I mean, does everything have to be traceable? Is that, is that what we live in now? Because the, the reality is there, you don't say, it depends on where you look, but, uh, some people, you know, a lot of people on the left, the anti-gun people say, Oh, there's, there's, um, you know, a lot of crime criminals are using them, but the reality is that not really, not that much. And guns are guns. People that are going to break the law can get a hold of guns. Uh, the only people that pay attention to the laws are the law-abiding people that aren't doing anything bad mm -hmm. with the guns anyway. But just looking at, again, one of the things that the left always misses and they don't acknowledge is that a big part of, of gun ownership is, is the hobby aspect of it. I mean, yes, there's the self-defense part of it. Yes, there's the the you know the second amendment part where we're supposed to be able to protect ourselves from the kind of government that we now have but um you know the the a lot of it is is collecting of guns there are hobbyists that just like to build their own guns or what about self -lo people like to self-load ammo yeah it's the same exact thing. it's another aspect of okay. the hobby so i guess you could almost throw ao sword in this because before the ghost gun came about what would you say the percentage of your customers that would literally come in just to buy parts and pieces so they could build their own gun? Yeah, sure. I would say one half. Wow. Yeah, especially on the AR-15. We we carry the largest, widest selection of AR-15 parts that I know of in the country uh, in stock. You, you can go to a website and find a bunch of stuff listed, but what's in stock? Mm -hmm. Yeah, just uh, our, our wall of uppers has 40 different varieties of barrel on it. So... I would say over the 10 years, maybe one uh, 80% lower for every four retail guns we sold by background check. Wow. So. You know, we were and talking going, to... We'll go ahead and talk about the 80% lower part, too, because that one of the things you'll see, um, again, if you look in the media, you know, they'll say ghost guns, you know, a term used by the gun control advocates and people in the industry. Nobody calls them ghost gun, unless they're talking about this. I, I've never run into somebody that said, hey, I'm going to build a ghost gun. Mm -hmm. But David just mentioned the 80% uh, lowers, which is what they're talking about. Yeah, so it's a it's a, a piece of raw material, either plastic or uh, aluminum alloy, the same stuff that the, a Glock is made of, for example, or an AR-15. And it's unfinished. It's not a firearm. It's not regulated. It's, it, you can't put together a gun with it. However, if you... Uh, mill it out and drill it out and, and manufacture it, it, it can then be made into a gun with all of the other gun parts that we sell. Um, and that was legal in California up till, uh, what was that, 2018. 2018, yeah. Uh, we have, we still sell those parts, uh, the components. Matter of fact, we, we, we just started selling them again uh, for the past year and a half since COVID started and the huge run on guns happened. We were not able to, uh, we didn't have enough inventory to sell individual components as well as have enough left to, to make, build custom guns. To build custom guns, guns. Yeah. yeah. So as of two weeks ago, now we're selling parts again because the rush has slowed down. So if you're looking for bolt carrier groups or barrels or whatever. So let's talk just a little bit about ghost guns for a second. So once you build a, a gun, you 
theoretically, after it's built, it should go back to A.O. Sward to get serialized? Good question. So there is uh, a legal method still left in California to build your own home-built firearm, and that's by getting Big Brother permission. You, you write to the DOJ and say, hey, I want to build this gun. Give me a serial number. They give you a serial number. They give you permission to build your gun, and then they you're entered now into a registry. They do a background check on you, and then you can complete that that build of that firearm using their number engraved onto the gun. Yes. Okay, so I have to ask a, a silly question. So we do that. Let's say I build it. Do you have to shoot it first to make sure it's not going to explode or being safe before you put your stamp of approval on it, or is that even taken into consideration? It, it's actually not. It's, often we're not even receiving the full firearm. We're just ah, receiving the regulated part, gotcha. which is the lower. Where that has to have the serial number. If they go through us uh, and buy our parts, then yes, absolutely, we test fire. So, and the other thing with that, too, even with the talking about the bans and things like that, like even with the laws in California now, they say, um, just the ATF just announced a little while ago that uh, they said 41% of the firearms that were seized related to crimes up in L.A. were unserialized ghost guns. So, you know, even with any kind of law or ban, it, it doesn't stop criminals. It doesn't do anything. That's a good proof and, right there. Yeah, and it's, well, and it's a shame, too, because, you know, that our, our, agencies don't have much credibility because even if you read the little blurb from the ATF, they're saying seized at potential crime scenes. What the heck is a potential crime scene? Anything <laughs> well, is going to be a crime, crime scene. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we, I was at the Oceanside city council meeting last week and, and we got them to pass a, a, a measure basically that, um, that they're going to write a letter saying, Hey, we oppose HR 127, HR 127, a major component of it has to do with licensing. Um, but it's way more complicated than that. They their brand new police chief came and said that in the in in the last year they've had 108 incidences of some kind of criminal activity that involved somebody that had a firearm, and not one single incident was the firearm that the criminal had registered to him or her. Really? Not one single incident. So, so what are we doing? Yeah, <laughs> this Hello? isn't working. It's not you know it's all this this ridiculous charade. Is that right there with bump stocks? Yeah, exactly. I was just double check. For some reason, the criminals are not following the law. You know, that's what I told a politician. I said, "Dude, take take all the guns away from the criminals, and I'll give you my guns after you've done it for six months." The politician looked at me and he says, "You know how difficult that would be. There's no way we could do that." <laughs> well, I think there was a. That's what he said. There's an old story from a police chief in Hawaii that was testifying one time, and he could not, in his entire career remember ever using a registration number to trace a gun back to a criminal it doesn't happen a it's it's a it's a myth it's a myth it's anyway a- check out uh, joe's blog go to san diego county gun owners. Yeah. Com. uh click on click on the blog and uh it is from boo to boom the evil that's right but wait until tomorrow morning <laughs> but wait until tomorrow morning <laughs> right. hey he coming up it. next melissa lee is gonna do a gear review what is it we don't know stay tuned on gun owners radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. This is Gun Owners Radio. FM 96.1. 
1170. The answer. An EDC backpack. We talk about concealed carry quite a bit here on the show, and Melissa has been raving about this 3V gear backpack. I have. Coming up next. Hey, but don't forget, PRMI Mortgage, primeres.com slash alpine. You can't get any better than that when you're looking to do a refi, uh, maybe a reverse mortgage. And if you're military or looking for help for a VA loan, Chris is your guy. Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Give Chris a call at 619-722-1303 or just go to primeres.com slash alpine. All right, Melissa, you're going to talk to 3V Gear Transit Redline EDC. How many yes. backpacks do you own now? I love that. You know, a woman can have not have you're not you know, into too purses. many. No, you're not into purses. It's, you're into backpacks. It's backpacks okay. and gear bags and range bags. Those are Safes. what I use. I would like to have a safe. I'm going to come see you, David. <laughs> so today I have. You know have, where your shop is? It's in El Cajon on she Main might Street. Know. Yeah, I might know where it's at. Um, <laughs> so today I have here. That's a big the one. 3V. Um, Transit Redline EDC backpack. It's 40 liters. It's a lot of room. Um, and it's fairly thin. It's skinny, it's, but it's tall. So I actually kind of have a fun little thing for Joe to do. He's going to help me out. I'm going to talk about this backpack. As he finds, I, f I hid $16 in here for Joe, and he gets to keep it all. And $16 in ammo. It's like oh. 16 9 millimeter rounds. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you just got to exactly. find them. You got to find them. So, you go through this bag, and you can see how much room there is in here, and you're going to find. Let's see if you can find all 16 rounds do, of do, ammo, do, and, do, and do, you get to do, keep do, it. And I just get to pull stuff out as I go through? Is that yes, what I'm doing? Yes, you can pull stuff out, okay. and there's nothing in there that is, you know, yeah. going to scare you Oh, I don't care. I'm just I'm following directions. It doesn't matter what's in here. <laughs> so on the front of the bag, it has, like, molly um, so that you can hook um, anything up to it. So go ahead and Okay, so let's go see if we go into it. Let's go through this one first. Laser cut molly. Yes, it's laser cut molly. Okay, so what's so the purpose? So what's the purpose of that? You can hook like different bags and stuff. It doesn't open all so the way. So I see pockets in here. Do you see like how nice this um, design is, the topo? And that's um, very nice. I didn't yeah. notice that. Sam, old. That just looked blurry to me. So, so that's a very lot. Very nice though. <laughs> Get in there, Joe. There's ammo to be had. Okay. Yeah. So we have a pen in these uh, pen pockets here, and it looks like there's uh, what one, two, three. So I got a marker. Nothing there, but I see. You don't see anything. I do. I see dollar number one peeking out. All right. So we got that thing. So let's see. What do we have down in this pocket? Ooh, it's something else down here. See, there's lots of pockets. We got dollar number two. <laughs> and uh, we have a grenade. Oh, that I forgot that was in there. That's my I, that's my AirPods. <laughs> I just, just forgot she had I a grenade in there. That was in there. So let's see. Grenade. We oh, have round number three. Okay. So that could be everything here. Yep. Let's see. That was that pocket. I've got another. Joe, were those all in different pockets? They were all in different places. Yes. That's a lot Whoa. of pockets. So how many? Did Something you just jumped out of here. Did you count, Melissa? How many pockets does it have total? I I couldn't count because there's so many that I just didn't count. <laughs> Are we going to end up with a uh, a live round in the studio? Oh, <laughs> that'll be good. We'll have to move it's down our there show. somewhere. Okay, so you open the pocket and that the round fell four. out. Yeah, that is like the the. The quick pocket there to access something like sunglasses okay. or your cell phone so, or something yeah, I used like to that. So throw wallets and things up here. So uh -huh. good. Jeez. And it's lined too. That's right. It is uh, felt in there. Is what I felt. Yep. It's felt, felt, felt what you felt. felt. 
Yes. So what do we have here? Is this the uh, pouch? I got another zipper back here. This is, uh, ooh, I'm, I'm in. Is this water I'm here in. or is this the... Uh... Okay, so what's cool about this backpack is it opens completely flat. So what I did is I took one of my um, travel packers. It's called an Eagle Creek Packer for clothes. And this sucker opens up all the way flat. Oh, wow. Okay. Look at that. Holy mackerel. So, oh, so that comes out. Yeah, it comes out. And does that come with the bag? No, it does not. Ah, so that's yours. Look Sold at, separately. Look at David's got his eye on it. Okay. So, he sees it. so we like got more Easter stuff going on. Actually, we got one down here. Uh huh. So and we're looking for sixteen. We said, right? I think I, I think I, I, I counted right. I will see. Okay, so we've got stuff in there. A mesh. Uh, yep. Mesh bag, which is good for stuff you could see. Then behind the mesh is another pocket. Mm -hmm. And this pocket goes all the way down. Yep. So we have that there. Then I've oh, got a you're pocket. missing something. You gotta, you gotta dig further. All the way down here. I think I went down there. Mm -mm. Aha! Aha! All the way down there is another uh, <laughs> round. So, uh, so this is dangerous too. If you fly into like one of the communist states, like New Jersey, you're you're done. Yeah. Oh, yeah, All you gotta do is right. miss one of that's those. That's why in there. you can't miss any. And God forbid if you miss one of your defense rounds, because oh. they're really illegal in New Jersey. I Tell think. me. You carry that. Oh, there's another one up there too. And so the I pocket that here. you were just in, this is for a laptop, or you could double as um, putting like a camelback in there, and there's a hole at the top right here. So that you oh, put for your, the straw. Oh, okay. Yeah, for your straw. And um, you flipped that away before I had a chance to search that, but I'm spotting uh, in two more mesh pouches. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm spotting two more of these. So let's see. There's one in here. David already eyed that up. He knew that was there. Shows you how here. bad uh, Joe needs ammo. He needs yeah, his how, how quickly Melissa pulled this away from me there. Yeah. I had a chance to look. Okay, so. So this is like, it folds up. A lot up. of pockets. Yeah, that's a lot of pockets so far. But we're not done yet. We're not done yet. We are not done and yet. And yet there's more. Yeah. yeah, so this is 40 liters. That's a lot of room. Do we have operators standing by? <laughs> okay, let's see. And wait. Oh, it's got a little drain hole at the bottom there, too. That's cool. Yep. Okay, so I've got another pocket here that starts out mesh. That is the water bottle holder. Aha. Okay. So we have that, and it's holding uh, yet another round here. Mm-hmm. you got to be getting close. Okay. And then look at this these these centers right here. It actually okay, tightens so it down. Um, okay, so I could tighten this part. Okay, so the cinch the pack yeah. together mm -hmm. if you don't it have a whole lot of stuff together. in yep. it. It's also quick release. That's true. Yeah, look at that. So how does that quick release work? Semi-quick. Semi-quick? <laughs> Quick, oh, yeah. if you know what you're doing. Okay, quick, there we go. Quick adjacent. Yeah. All right, really. I like that. Quick adjacent. <laughs> okay. okay, so we have another zipper over here. Oh, so with actually, mollies, like the laser cut mollies, mollies on, the, on, the, on the side. Okay, yep. and we didn't come into this side yet, I don't think. Nope. Right? So this zips all the way down. That is called the admin pouch. And look at all. We found keys. <laughs> found keys to the car. <laughs> Just what you needed, a Mazda. We have keys. We have another zipped uh, container with. Uh, oh, that's my wallet. Okay. How do you find everything in there? Oh, and yet another round hidden in here. What are you up to? Twelve. So let's see. We have pockets here. So we've got the zipped mesh container on this side. Mm -hmm. And then it looks like three pockets over here. One of them goes pretty deep. But you have to have tiny little hands like Michael to get down there. Hey. But, <laughs> but if you do, you find one of these guys. Small hands, small gloves. <laughs> Yes, I was teasing a famous firearms instructor, a local one, that uh, handed me a pair of gloves to wear. So these are your, your wife's gloves. These, oh, nice. 
It was, uh, yeah, they were tiny gloves. So. so you're not getting that last one out, are you? Yes, I am, because I'm determined. It's, it's a dollar. Yeah, it's ammunition. Right. He's going to okay, dig we got for one it. One more there. So there's actually three pockets here. I had a deep one, this one that was uh, less deep, and then it looks like this pen, one is pen good for ones. pens. Okay. Mm-hmm. So thin ones, and we're not getting anything. You're not there. getting your fingers in that. Okay, so we have that. Mm-hmm. Are we almost there? Let's what see. What are we at? Uh, it looks like uh, four, uh, 14, right? So what's there? So it looks like 14. Am I out of pockets yet? No, you're not out of pockets. Let's see. There are pockets uh, back here. I see a zipper. Is there a way into something there here? There you go. Let's see. We have another pocket. Maybe it's 15. Not 16. <laughs> I, miss, I might have miscounted. Okay. But so that, that but is, is like a, nice, a um, that's a quick um, pocket security pocket for like putting your passport when you travel in there, your wallet. So it's on your back so no one can actually pickpocket you. It's facing your back. It's touching your back. That's great. Yeah, that's a nice feature. I like that. Yeah. It's and a, actually, the, uh, these pads are the, nice. Yeah, it's the padded shoulders are excellent. And we have a belt also, which is uh, yep. handy on these kinds of things. Yep. And it has a, um, a chest buckle as well and also um, a strap for to hook it onto your trolley of your um, luggage in the back so you okay. could just hook it on and it'll stay on your trolley what okay. kind of money are we talking this retails for 79.95 that's not bad and there's a lifetime limited lifetime warranty and if you want to get one of your own you can just go to 3vgear.com use code mel15 for 15 percent off 3vgear.com correct Dave, you had asked uh, what Molly meant. It's a universal interchangeable equipment standard. And so now, let me you... see it because I'm not still not, I'm a little on the gray as to what. So this is laser cut slots, which is the brand new way to do Molly. The, the traditional way is fabric loops. And you, you'd recognize uh... it as loops. Imagine. So what do you hook? I mean, is there a hook hook? I mean, Everything. Holsters, Everything. pouches, document holders, uh, uh, Grenade holders so that she doesn't lose it inside. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cookie Whatever. holders. Does that have a little pocket for that cookie right there? We can stuff a cookie in the yeah, any pocket. Put a cookie. Yeah, so <laughs> things that are designed for like those that. Molly That's clips the will have two little straps on the back that fit right down through there. So they attach really well. If you use that that Mel fifteen code, does that do you get fifteen rounds with that too? <laughs> Unfortunately not. That's that's what they told me. Yeah. They said, said there was there a, a miscount there. Yeah. There's a <laughs> miscount. Yes. But enjoy, you found them all, and enjoy that ammo, um, you know. Uh, you need me I, to do an ammo transfer for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, can, we can do that. That's right. But you know what? That, that's good for, that's good for, you know, at least one mag uh, at the match. So I'll see you there, and you can use it there. Okay. Right? A normal, yeah, do a that. normal magazine, that's too. That's right. Not a, <laughs> not a low capacity magazine. Standard capacity. There you go. Yes. So well, what do you think, Dave? Do you like it? I do. Well, I you know, too. yeah, this is, and it's so versatile. You could use it for, you know, everything, really. Look how sleek it looks. It looks nice. Yeah. The, the red detail is really pretty. I love it. So yeah. it comes in other colors? Um, that's the only color it comes in. It's a red line. It's like a, All right, great It's like a Model review. T. You can it have is. it in any color they want as long as it's black. There that's you right. go, man, after my own heart. <laughs> All right, folks. Hey, uh, plot against the president. Get your tickets now. We're going to have a raffle each night, and you can win a Patriot membership to Front Sight Firearms Training Institute. That means you can take basically all in the, all the classes at Front Sight for free. Right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 961.
1170. The Answer. FM 961 AM 1170 The Answer Hey, we are very proud to have the National Concealed Carry Association as a 10-ring partner. NCCA exists to serve the Second Amendment community by providing a nationwide network of 2A advocates. They offer elite self-defense and concealed carry training for the nation's top instructors and provide rock-bottom prices on the best selection of gear and accessories. You can learn a whole lot more about them at National Concealed Carry Association.com. Or you could learn a whole lot about them by listening to Taylor Wood, who's our call-in guest from the National Concealed Carry Association. We're going to ask him firsthand exactly what the National Concealed Carry Association is and how they can make you a better gun owner. How's it going, Taylor? Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Good, man. Where are you from? Uh, hey man, I'm from Houston, Georgia. That's I was yeah, I kind of picked up. <laughs> I got it picked up on that. You it's thinking, that southern charm. So you don't think it was Chula Vista? No, I, <laughs> southern Southern California or South County. Uh, that's awesome. You know, I grew I grew up in Panama City Beach, Florida. Did you ever go there on spring break? I've been there a few times. I've got a few stories we'll leave behind. For that <laughs> oh yeah, what what happens? Yeah, in uh... Panama City stays in Panama City. <laughs> Well, well, cool, That's man. Right, yeah. what, a, what a pleasure it is having you on the show. Tell us about the National Concealed Carry Association. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for letting me come out here and talk to you guys. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, talking with Rich and, and just getting to know kind of what you guys stand for as an organization. And I'm I'm very blessed and honored to be, you know, even talking to you on the phone today. So I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, so uh, the National Concealed Carry Association was uh, it's still very, very new. Uh, and uh, we, you know, kind of started this thing about a year ago, maybe 15 months ago. And um, you know, I, I'm a I'm a small town Georgia guy, and uh, I'm an electrical engineer by trade. And you know, started making holsters and other concealed carry gear, kind of on the side, and kind of tinkering with that here and there. And uh, you know, just kind of looking at what the market had and. And, you know, I've, I've owned another brand called TACX Pro Gear, and we make a, a wide, uh, you know, assortment of concealed carry holsters, Kydex, and different things, cleaning products. We've got some oil out there, too, Freedom Fluid. A couple of just different things, just, you know. Freedom Fluid? An entrepreneur's. Is yeah, that, Freedom Fluid. Well, we could use some of that out here in California. <laughs> Send us a 55-gallon <laughs> drum, would you? So <laughs> yes, sir. Your, your, your gun oil is called Freedom Fluid. That's the name of the product? <laughs> It oh, is, yeah. That's it's awesome. Freedom that is the best. <laughs> that's got to be banned in California. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you banned in California to bring that out here? Uh, I'd have to check on that. I'd you know, probably slip you out some. So were you surprised? I mean, oh. speaking of that, were you surprised that some California organization and some California gun show was interested in uh, national concealed carry? Um, you know, was that surprising to you? Uh. You know, to be honest, it 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 was uh, it was slightly striking. Yeah, when I when I got a phone call or an email from Rich, and we started going back and forth. But to be honest with you, man, um, we have a ton of members in the NCCA from California. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, y'all's representation there 
and and what you guys are doing on the ground level there is you know hats off to you guys i mean y'all there there are there are two a folks and gun owners and people that understand our you know the importance of the second amendment all across this great nation yeah um and you know it's Sometimes it seems like, you know, you guys are getting snuffed out there a little bit more so than other places. But um, as I've gotten into this a little bit more and more and started, you know, as TACX started, it was more of a local deal. Uh, We sold online a little bit and we, you know, it all kind of blossomed from there over the past couple of years. But as I've gotten to know folks across the nation through the National Concealed Carry Association, um, you know, the roots run deep, man. They run deep. So, uh, and they're everywhere. So, but uh, but but yeah, yeah. So well, well, it, it was a little surprising. Yeah, well, it's I we we can't tell you how much we appreciate you being a a ten ring sponsor of the show, and uh, we're so happy to have you on board. So, what was the catalyst? What made you start the National Concealed Carry Association? Yeah, uh, well, it's I don't I, you know it's a it's a it's probably a long story, and I'll try to give you the the brief version of it. I had a uh, a death in my family, very close family member of mine. Um, kind of rocked my world, to be honest with you, to go there. Sorry um, to hear that. So well, I appreciate that. I do. Um, but, uh, you know, trying to look for the good in all things, right? Trying to look for the good. In- oh, Taylor? I've been. Taylor, I'm sorry. You're trying, you're, yeah, our, we're gun. having gun, or I'm sorry, gun problems. Yeah, we're having gun phone problem. problems. So I'm sorry. <laughs> you try to look for the good in all things. Go ahead. Start over. I apologize. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no problem. Uh, I, I think I was saying it was kind of a reality check for me in terms of just what am I doing here, mm-hmm. in terms of as a as a person in humanity uh, on this planet. Like, what am I doing here? What you know? What is my what is my mission here? What is my purpose here on on this earth? Right? We only have a limited amount of time, each and every one of us, all that kind of stuff. So we've been manufacturing, making. A while and that was doing okay and like I said, i'm a full-time electrical engineer mm-hmm. kind of doing this on the side making some products here and there and selling them online gun shows and different outlets and after after that you know that death in the family and i'm a, I'm a believer uh it's kind of just asking and kind of speaking his wisdom through you know what has he put me here to do mm-hmm. and community was the resounding answer that I got community, 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 and, and serving people. Um, and so the national concealed carry association was kind of born out of that devastating family tragedy that we had. Um, and, and it was no way related to guns. I'll go ahead and say it was no right. You know, no, in, in no way was it related to concealed carry or guns or anything else. But my question I kept asking myself was how can I, how can I serve people that need help, right? So how, and, and it's my, my thought process went to young families, um, new mothers, um, uh, you know, maybe, maybe recently divorced mothers, new gun owners was really the, the focus of the whole thing. Sure. And here comes my three-year-old out here in the yard with me right now. <laughs> um, so, so the whole idea was how can I, as a person, give back to people? And so the National Concealed Carry Association was born through that and our and our main our main mission we're first and foremost a community uh and one of the things i'm most proud of is we have a little facebook group um it's well it's, it's growing i'll say that is growing we have about thirty thousand people in that facebook group now 
And what's really cool, and they're not all members of the association, they're not all customers, and that's okay. But what's really cool about that is that it's a one common place that everybody can come. It doesn't matter if you're a military vet, LEO, or if you're, you just picked up your first, and think about this too, we started this back in March of last year. Think about March of last oh, year. Oh, geez. What a time to Riot. try to start Great anything. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, no, it was it was all it was not my planning for sure <laughs> i had to pick something different i think but it's uh it's working uh, anyway so um well, all that being said it's you know the, you we, how many new gun owners we've had across the country right over the course of the last 12 to 18 months in the course of all of this craziness we've had across the nation and it's been a really cool place i i love it when i see hey i'm a new gun owner I, you know, I'm looking for my, you know, my first holster. How, you know, how do you guys concealed carry? Or, or I'm, I'm looking for my first pistol. I'm thinking about getting my license, my concealed carry license. Um, you know, what would you rec? And so it's just a great repository and, and, and community of people to, to bounce ideas off of. Dude, it's so cool to see the people in there. I'm talking about, I mean, thousands and thousands of posts helping each other. People in there just. Hey, you know, this is what I'd recommend. This is what I do. This is how I carry. This is how I protect my family in this, you know, in this situation. So it's a really, really cool community that we formed. So, through so this Taylor, idea. Taylor, this is Dave. Let me just kind of throw out there: Is there a charge to belong to this association? So, yes, sir. There, there is. There is. The group is 100% for free. It's all free, um, and we sell product online for free. I mean, no, no charge to buy product from our website or anything like that. But we do have a uh, a members a membership mm-hmm. through the National Concealed Carry Association, and and part of the revenue model that I was thinking about when I first started was more like a buyers club service. And I'm not sure how you're. Uh, I don't know what y'all have. If y'all have a Sam's Club out there, if you have oh, I Costco got out yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. So that that makes but sense. The idea was that it would be somewhat of a. Uh, a buyer's club service to folks that are Second Amendment supporters, that are gun owners, that, you know, love the, the Constitution, the Second Amendment, that, where they could they could join this membership, not only have the community, but they could also get all of their concealed carry gear, ammo, guns, holsters, any kind of equipment, any kind of cleaning thing, any, anything at no, at no margin for me, right? So no margin for the company. It'd all be um, at cost for them, right? So what, what so is it co- whole, what's, what's it cost to join? Yeah, it's ninety-seven dollars a year. Oh, uh, so hundred bucks a year, and 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 we offer free shipping on all guns and ammo. Wow. Um, yeah, so, you, you ain't shipping no guns to California, I guarantee. <laughs> well, it's, you got to go through an FFL. But, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. So we actually, uh, I just, I got an, am, I got an ammo order in the other day. I sold a, a thousand rounds of nine millimeter to a guy in California um, just the other day. And you're right. Yeah, you have to go through an FFL and do. And you know, there's rules in place, and we understand all those rules, and we know how to how to do that for for, for those guys. Um, but yeah, so we we do. I think it's uh, seventeen seventy six a month or ninety seven dollars a year. Uh, kind of the way our platform works. Get it? Seventeen seventy six. I get it. I like it. Are you on top of that? <laughs> yeah, from the from yes, the from the makers of Freedom Fluid, seventeen seventy six a month. I, I get it. Yeah, I was wondering where the ninety seven came from. Yeah, so. well, you should have known that. So I guess really yeah. you're just offering like minded gun owners or just gun enthusiasts a place to go and get screaming deals on product 
and share the same common mindset of Second Amendment advocates. That's right. That's right. And what, and one cool thing it allows us to do is membership within the organization allows us to support local and national organizations such as such as yourself, Gun Owners Radio, uh, and, and other organizations across the country that are fighting the same fight that that we are. So um, it's it's one way that we give back to the community um, and 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 help secure and protect our Second Amendment rights. Were you surprised there was a two-hour gun show in California? <laughs> no, nah, man. I, you know, the more and more I, lo- I learn about California, uh, I'm not surprised about that. I love it. I you got to come out and visit us, yeah. man. You ever come out, brother, we'll get you on air because we've been fighting the fight for, what, four years now, almost five? Yeah, you, you, I love about it. that. Yeah, you got to come out. You know, you should come out for gun prom. Oh yeah, we'll yeah. introduce you to a real burrito. Yeah, a real <laughs> not, one, not Taco Bell. A real burrito. A real burrito, <laughs> okay. yeah. and we'll 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 show you the beat. Uh, it, man, you, you really got to come out here. Hey, dude. we'll get Rich to send you some information on the gun prom. It go. is amazing. I'd, yeah, I'd love it, man. I'd love to. I'd love to come out there. And you don't have to wear a tuxedo, so we'll just throw that out there right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good, good, good. All right, Taylor. <laughs> awesome. Give the website out one more time. Yeah, if you want to learn more about the membership uh, or the organization itself, you can look at joinncca.com uh, we also have a public website national concealed carry association.com all right buddy go Let's take care of that three-year-old there. before she all right. climbs up your leg <laughs> all right thanks guys hey i appreciate y'all letting me come on here and talk to you guys i really enjoyed it our pleasure thank you buddy all right we're gonna take a quick break because you know what's coming up next you got it sam the gunman we're gonna stump the nephew and another mic drop and you can't hear any of it if you don't stay tuned on FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. Well, we live in a state where your self-defense rights are under attack. Let us be your voice to help defend and restore the Second Amendment. Help spread the word about the fight. There's two easy things you can do. One, like and subscribe to the show on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Parlor, or any podcast uh, that you use to listen to shows. And we're making a big push for 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to our channel and share the show with as many friends as you can. And thanks for tuning in. And remember, together we will win. I like Taylor Wood, man. He was cool talking to that guy from Georgia. I thought, I thought that boy was right in That's our right, old house. Selling wheelhouse. some guns out there, out here to California, man. Got some freedom, freedom juice. Some, yeah, liquid <laughs> freedom, man. This what it was. What was it? Was it freedom? Freedom fluid. Freedom fluid, man. <laughs> Not juice. I, I seriously, I can't. I'm getting this guy out to gun prom. Taylor, if you're still listening, you're coming to gun prom. October 16th, you're coming to gun prom. Mark your calendar. That's right. Get ready. What are we doing here? We're going to talk to you. Are you going to do your mic drop? Or let's you do that. Do- no, let's, let's talk to Sam. Let's first. talk to Sam. I forgot we we're on a radio show. Hey, Sam. Hey, how are you guys doing? Not too shabby. We got a question for you, and Melissa is going to lay it on you. Well, before let's let's talk. Okay, so this is stump my nephew every week. We ask my nephew a question. He doesn't get the question beforehand. We, you don't know what question you're about to get asked, do you? Correct. 
So uh, we found out that he is a, uh, a a whiz when it comes to uh, gun trivia. So if you send in a question and we use it on the air, you get a shirt or a hat or whatever kind of apparel you want from San Diego County Gun Owners. And if you use your question and you stump him, you get the shirt or hat and you get a uh, a free membership to a lifetime membership to Front Sight. So uh, hey, well, we, be- before we do it, Sam, I got to tell you, David Chong was in. So we threw the question at him to see what he says. Oh yeah, I know the answer. Well, he knows. But, he, but then we said, well, he says, well, you send the question and answer to yeah. to Sam all the time, don't you? Yeah. Never. No. He was so blown away because, yeah, he he couldn't believe because he listens all the time and he couldn't believe that you're yeah. that knowledgeable. David Chong is a he owns a gun shop and he's a uh, one of the one of the best and most knowledgeable gunsmiths I've ever ever seen. I've ever seen. So so you impressed you impressed him is what what we're trying to say there. Yeah. Man. Long story short. All right. I hope you haven't set the bar too high by talking big about me. Dude, way scratching the ceiling. No, Let's just way put it that way. way. I know we had a better name than Wiz for him, though, didn't we? Yeah, Wiz. We did. what, what was it? No, you, it was was Savant. you came out with Savant. It wasn't Savant. It wasn't Mench, was it? No, I got corrected. It wasn't <laughs> Mench. Superlatives. Enough with the superlatives. Just give me the question. <laughs> All right. Okay, All right. Now, Go ahead. We'll have everybody hush. Um, hi, Sam. Hi, how are you? Good. Okay, your question is from Morris in Escondido. What is a maritime spring cup? Can you say that again, please? What is a maritime spring cup? All right, Morris in Escondido, thanks for sending in that question. This is a really, really obscure one. Um, so, <laughs> he, uh, are, he already for, for knows people it. Who are Unbelievable. In Go ahead, sometimes I'm sorry. The, what? Go ahead, I'm Go sorry. Go ahead, don't Go pay ahead. attention to him. Um, for special forces operatives around the world, the need, of course, occasionally arises um, to do what's called um, uh, over-the-beach operations, where you're basically you're going through water to get to wherever, wherever it is that you're going, and so you need your firearms to be a little bit more water-resistant. And in some pistols, um, notably Glock pistols, which are used by a lot of special forces agencies or special forces organizations, they have this thing called a maritime spring cup, which is a, a part that you retrofit to the action spring of the pistol, and it prevents water from getting in and damaging the inner workings of the pistol. That's actually not accurate. The Maritime Spring Cup is a yacht competition that happens every <laughs> April. Don't pay any attention to him. If you win, you get the Maritime Spring Cup award. No, you're absolutely right. The Maritime Cups are designed to allow water to flow past the spring cups. Did not allow. The... No, it does allow. It allows water oh, to, oh. to flow past the spring cups after the pistol is submerged in water. With standard spring cups, the striker... Uh, can be can become hydrolocked and fail to have enough speed to ignite a primer if there is water in the striker. So, uh, so by the way, Sam, your uncle had to read the answer. Yeah, I don't know that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> he had to read it verbatim. My other guess was it was you know it was like, like an award for like some kind of hockey tournament that yeah, happened. Yeah, well, that's true. Too. No, he's going to say on the an Cat- island Catalina somewhere. wine mixer. Yeah, it was the, yeah, that's what you win at the Catalina wine mixer. The Catalina wine mixer. That's awesome, Sam. Good job. Don't know how you know that, but basically the idea is it it helps uh, uh, you know certain certain professionals who drag their gun through water. uh, If they gotta, if they have to, then shoot it. They don't want a bunch of water inside the gun trapped, so it lets it flow. Let it flow. Um, Water is much denser than air, and it is also largely incompressible. 
So um, if you have water stuck in a confined space where things need to move, then because it's incompressible, uh, your moving parts can't move and uh, gun don't shoot. That's how John Wick shot that guy in the swimming pool. <laughs> how else could he have done it? He had That's, a Glock. That part I knew about the okay. non-compressible or whatever he said. Excellent job, my friend. <laughs> Thanks very much. That was, like I said, that was a really fun one and a really, really obscure question. That was obscure. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, buddy, say hi to the family, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, you guys have a good night. Thanks. All right, everybody, Here like we do every week, it's time for your mic drop. Mic drop. Todd Gloria is the new mayor of the formerly great city, San Diego. San Diego used to be a beautiful place to live and visit, but it is now little more than a city-sized flop house for the addicted and the homeless, and the homeless who are addicted and the addicted who are homeless. Uh, you'd think that Tom would, uh, Tom, Todd would concentrate on returning San Diego to its former glory, but no, he's off to a roaring start on trying to restrict your gun rights. In just a couple of months, Todd has partnered with anti-gun group Moms Who Want Action. Uh, he's also joined Bloomberg's anti-gun group Mayors Who Want to Ban Your Guns. And he's been really vocal on many federal proposals to restrict your gun rights, including Biden's executive orders just, just a few weeks ago. Totally unapologetically, too. This isn't something he hides from. It's not something that he's afraid to talk about. No, he recently hosted a town hall and talked about how great it is that he wants to restrict your civil right to protect yourself. But let's back up. Todd's anti-gun views aren't new to us. He was in the assembly when he recently, uh, regularly supported uh, anti-gun bills. Before that, he was on the city council in San Diego, and he proved to be the worst kind of anti-gunner. What's the worst kind of anti-gunner? Well, Todd's the kind who starts by saying, I support the Second Amendment, but... And then he says a bunch of crap. It shows he doesn't know anything about the Second Amendment and doesn't actually support the Second Amendment. And then he ends it uh, by saying that, uh, you know, I I've shot a gun before, so... As if nope. that gives him any level of expertise or authority to support banning your rights to keep and bear arms. He's just mad he couldn't hit the target. <laughs> San Diego County Gun Owners has made multiple attempts to meet with Todd. He refuses. That's right. He won't even meet with us. One of the worst was when a San Diego County Gun Owners board member tried to sit down with Todd to talk to him about his support for taking away uh, from school boards the ability to determine if a CCW holder can carry on their campus or not. It used to be that a, city, or a, a, uh, a school board um, could give permission to a CCW holder if they, want, if they needed to uh, come on campus with any kind of frequency uh, now this is a ban uh, an across the board ban on sane trained law-abiding americans who have taken all the steps and passed all the requirements to get a concealed weapon permit they're now banned from campus so they cannot pick up their kids etc now jim miller is that board member he's a san diego county gun owners board member uh, founding board member and he's also an elected official he's a school board member for the cajon valley school board todd gloria refused to meet with jim an elected official refusing to meet with another elected official is, quite frankly, an extreme act. It's way outside of the norm. I get that Todd may not want to meet with, with me. He might want to make some kind of anti-gun statement by not sitting down with Michael Schwartz from the San Diego County Gun Owners. But when you have a legislative proposal on the agenda and it will directly affect another elected official, you really should meet with him. You really, really should sit down and meet with him. So when I say that Tom, Todd is an extremist, I don't just mean that we disagree on gun issues. I mean that Todd is an extremist. 
an anti-gun zealot. This is the current state of politics at San Diego City Halls. There isn't an anti-gun proposal that Todd, Todd doesn't like, from Biden's new executive orders to gun bans and even more. He's in a pretty important office, uh, being the mayor of San Diego. And remember, elections have consequences. Local politics matter. This is why San Diego County Gunners does what we do. To Todd, I say what Robert, Robert Kennedy said, what is objectionable, what is dangerous about extremists is not that they are extreme, but that they are intolerant, which is exactly what Todd is. The evil is not what they say about the, their cause, but what they say about their opponents. And that describes Mayor Todd perfectly. That's your mic drop. Mic drop. And if you're listening on the YouTube podcast, hit like and subscribe. Tell all your friends. And we really want to thank San Diego County gun owner, U.S. Law Shield, Dillon Law Group, CO1, PRMI Mortgage, Blackhound Optics, and National Concealed Carry Association. Thanks to uh, Joe, Michael, Melissa, and good old Brendan Thomas. And don't forget, support our sponsors. And you can go to gunownersradio.com for podcasts and latest information. And you can even send us an email. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.